This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. And uh, those of you who have been tuning in, you know the Small Biz Florida is on the road. We are at the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference, the 11th annual JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. Uh, it's an incredible gathering of small business owners, operators, entrepreneurs, um, you know, Shark Tank presenters. Uh, so uh, lots of different uh, folks here at the conference. But most importantly, it's about uh, highlighting uh, resources and assistance programs for small business owners. And that's why we're on the scene. Uh, as uh, we normally do when we're on the road, we uh, ask our good friend and uh, colleague, uh, Dr. Herbert Ricardo, to serve as co-host. So he has agreed to do that with us here at JMI. So thank you, Dr. Ricardo, for Tom. Thank you so sitting much sitting in and co-hosting yeah, with yeah, us. Been a great conference so far. Great, great entrepreneurship. We've also got with us our uh, executive producer for Small Biz Florida, Miss Katie Muldoon, and she's sitting in with us on this segment. Excited Katie, welcome to be here. Small Biz Florida on this side of the microphone. Uh, and we have with us now one of those standout uh, entrepreneurs that's here at the JMI conference. Uh, really in incredible uh, group of, of entrepreneurs that JMI brought together uh, for this conference. We've got with us uh, Daniel uh, Rinsing, uh, who is uh, the we're going to say founder, creator. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll say co-founder with my wife. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to She's you know, a big part I, of I don't want to get involved no, no, in any yeah, IP no. disputes here. <laughs> no, so, uh, so, yes, uh, the co-founder, along with his wife, uh, of, uh, of an organization and products and company called The Smart Baker. So, Daniel, uh, thank you for taking time out. You're one of the very popular uh, presenters here at the thank JMI you. conference. Uh, if, I feel like we're, we've got the red carpet going on here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A few celebrities uh, in the that's house. That's right. right. <laughs> Got a few celebrities in the house. <laughs> you being uh, one. That's yeah, right. Uh, so, um, but uh, we're here to talk about, uh, of course, uh, your uh, products and your company and your your entrepreneurial uh, pathway. But as always, kind of start us a little bit before that, a uh, little bit of your pathway sure. uh, to, to creating the Smart Baker. Yeah, well, I, I'll say that I owe a lot of it to my parents and my upbringing, which is probably the case uh, a lot of the times. But, um, you know, back in 1955, my grandfather started what we call a family business. It was electronic components. So uh, when I say family, I mean like everybody, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, parents, cousins, grandparents, you know, everybody <laughs> right. is involved. Um, so, you know, I was living it day in, day out, you know, home life. And as I got older, started working for it. So um, I think that's where I really owe a lot of my work ethic to. Um, and I'm very lucky to be able to have somebody to talk to about it as I went through my own journey. Um, but the, the start of it, um, I went to school for computer graphics and design. I got my background in a ton of digital, different digital applications. And a lot of people ask, like, you know, how did you go from 
graphic design to selling, you know, home essentials in the bakeware industry. Um, and for me, it seemed kind of natural. So a lot of the times you hear it started with, you know, one of those aha moments or, you know, light bulb moments. And that's what happened with us um, in our own kitchen with my wife, big baker. And you see a problem and you just, you know, have if you have the resources or something to do it, you know, there to make, say, you know, that rough prototype, um, you can start something. And that that was the, really the beginning of our story is um, baking in our own kitchen, seeing a problem with her. It's, you know, I don't call her out too much, but a bit of a mess, you know, a lot of stuff <laughs> everywhere. So with our flagship product, the, the cheat sheet apron, we call it, um, with the upside down measurement conversions that we, you know, really started with, um, it, that's what... It was a side thing at first, you know, right. which, and uh, I had my uh, sign business at the time. So uh, it was just sort of for us a little bit of a natural transition, you know, bouncing ideas off again, my parents uh, and siblings and stuff and and taking that opportunity and taking the next step, you know, making something is really the first part. And then that leads to, you know, a lot of other uh you know, talk to, talk to us about that first sure. product. I mean, it really is a, a a simple solution to an everyday problem. Yeah, uh, at so, least a problem we had. Right. So, um, like I said, uh, wife's a big baker. Uh, you look at recipes. You know, I don't need thirty six cupcakes for the two of us in the household. We don't need you know two tier nine inch cakes. Uh, we just we wanted something smaller. So we were well. Speak for yourself. Yeah, you I know. know. Well, in, yeah, yeah. in my household, we could probably eat two two thirty six cupcakes. So uh, we would always be scaling the recipes. So we weren't wasting you know one money. We were on our own. You know, we were living in our, our townhouse at the time. So. You know, I didn't want to spend $30 on butter and eggs and flour and sugar. but uh, So we were scaling recipes, but I was always saying, you know, uh, we used to have a rubber spatula that had measurement conversions on it. And I was like, as soon as you put it in anything, your your information is gone. I'm like, that <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. Right. Uh, and then, you know, fridge magnets where it's holding something up, so you take it down, you know. Uh, so I made the apron, and I was like, if she's going to wear it, I got to make it easy. So let's put the conversions on it. Uh, and that was the start of pretty much Smart Baker, Cheat Sheet Apron. Um, we had put it on Etsy at the time. Um, and that really is the first stepping stone that, get us, like, that got us exposure um, to, to really move something forward without really unexpectedly. And and you 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 actually put the conversions on upside down yep. so so she can just flip the flip it right ap- up yeah up. and wear it and I personalized it put her you know first initial on there um, you know made it a little bit custom so wow. uh, thought it was great and then yeah we put it online and literally two weeks later we get a call from Food Network magazine like hey I saw your apron online I was like this is looking they're looking for money like something's <laughs> wrong here like there's no right. way. Right. Um, and, you know, as we started fleshing out and having conversation, it was legitimate and ended up having literally just only making the one for my wife and then getting into a national publication, which ended up coming out in the November, December issue of 2009. And I was like, well, that's holiday shopping. This is like a great gift thing. I was like, we have to figure something out here because we got to, you know, take this opportunity and this exposure and wow. see what happens from it. What what did happen? I'm curious. So it was great. You- so, uh they were like, hey, can we get some samples? I was like, I don't have one. I'm like, Stephanie, give me your apron. I'm sending it to Food Network magazine. Wow. Um, and then immediately we started thinking about, okay, if this was to happen, what do we need to do? We, we need a product to sell. Uh, I need 
somewhere better than Etsy to send them this huge like alphanumeric link to go to. I'm like, wait, we need a name. Like, let's figure something out. And we're like, okay. Cheat sheet apron was what we came up with, but we didn't be locked into just aprons. Like we wanted maybe if we do more things, let's figure out a, a better name. Everybody was like, oh, that's so smart. That's so smart. That's so smart. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So like <laughs> turns you, the apron turns you into a smart baker. Right. Um, so yeah, w- I rushed around trying to find blank aprons. Uh, we were doing the printing in house. Like I had a, a, now like cricket is huge, you know, mm-hmm. so it's very easy. A cricket style. Uh, again, this is, 12 years ago or 13 years ago. So, um, made a bunch and I was like, I don't know how many we make, like how risky is this? And we spent at the time like $7,500, which to us was like, Oh no, like this is, if this flops, like we're in trouble and we got to figure out how to sell all these aprons. So, um, at the time it was a risk, not terribly huge, but the reward seemed huge when you start looking at the numbers. Okay. I need to sell 0.25% of the aprons to make back money. And you kind of yeah. just go through all that in your head and figure out, you know, is this feasible or not? And, nice. and for us, it was, so it worked nice. out great. Wow. So, uh, uh, so jump, jump us from sure. that point to how you get to Shark Tank yeah, and how you so get here today. It was, so we were on Shark Tank season three, episode seven. So we're like, pretty in the beginning i'm like the veteran of the at least the group here so it's a different shark tank now than it was for us um but uh at the time we had our aprons um i had just made our cupcake towers for our own wedding uh so it's just a, a structure to be able to have a tiered cupcake tower stand for our wedding so we had those two things and i was like i was a fan of the show you know right. being surrounded by business kind of having our own businesses um I sent out and I just looked to see if there was going to be a season three. And it says like now casting. I was like, all right, let me just send out the email. Let me just see. Cause it was like generic, like blah, 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 gmail.com. I was right. like, is this even real? Sent it out. I was joking around with Steph. I'm like, Hey, you want to go on shark tank? She's like, absolutely not. She's like, we don't even have a business. I'm like, yeah, I know, but we got in food network magazine. Like we are high school sweethearts. So like we have like a cute little background story, right. um, sent it out and, forgot about it. It was just one of those things. If you throw it out into space, you don't know if it's going to you know, right. come around. So, uh, one day going to dinner at my parents' house, get a phone call from California. I'm like, let me get answer this. And they're like, Hey, this is blah, blah, blah from shark tank casting. I was like, Oh no, I have to tell her like this might actually happen. And that was back in 2011. Um, got through the whole process, got aired in March of 2012. Um, and we, again, had to kind of quickly set everything up because we weren't, you know, these $2 million, $3 million businesses you kind of see on there now. These are like legit startup right. sort of thing. So, uh, again, we went from $7,500 in like risk of money to about like $75,000 to like flesh out all our different products, websites, you know, moving into a space and all this stuff. So the, the risk got much bigger, but again, it, you got to mitigate it with your exposure and, and backup plans and stuff like that. So, um, we looked out, we aired, which it was, we didn't know if we were going to, we got about a week's notice and I was like, Oh my God, this is happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, again, wow. just taking those small little, like 
steps to saying yes to something. And um, that's so funny that you, you mentioned you just got a, a phone call from California. Yeah. We had Michael Bernard from yeah. uh, Nightcap, your fellow yep. panelist, yep. on earlier, and he said almost the exact same thing. He said, yeah. I got this random phone, phone call, call from California, <laughs> yeah. and then I was on Shark yeah, Tank. Yeah, it was, it was before you got, like, 700 spam calls. So, like, when you got, a, like, a random <laughs> number, you sort of answered it sometimes because you didn't right. really know. Um but and then I, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, you go in, I'll be right there. And I'm on the phone, I'm pacing around the driveway. And she go, she knew. She's like, what was that? Who were you talking to? I was like, don't worry about it, it's just work. She's like, what'd you do? I was like, I applied for Shark Tank. She goes, it's all you. Have fun. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Next thing you know, like months later, she's the one like having to do the main pitch. And like, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, but great it story. was a great experience for us. I mean, I would do it again. She definitely would not. But <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, wow. What a great story. Um, so um, you didn't have too much experience in the business world per se. It seems Correct. like that you had a fair amount of entrepreneurial yes. family dynamics. Yep. Um, d- did you try to find some kind of support out there to help you out with business at all, or did you just seem to figure it all out on your own? Um, a little bit of both. I guess, uh, again, like the family is obviously the big thing. Sure. You know, that was the immediate connection I had right away to be able to try and use them as a resource. Um at the time, I was working part-time at a sign company doing electrical sign design, and pretty successful sign company, um, you know, close enough with the owner. I would chat with him. Um, I'm trying to think of just kind of going just outside of direct family and friends. There's other business owners that I would know. I would kind of ask a little bit, like, hey, like, where are you getting your boxes? Just little things like that. Nothing really, like, you know, hard like detailed business like sure. uh, coaching or anything sure. just like if I'm like you know what I'm, I'm probably going to need a website like hey you know who's, who are you guys using for like your credit card processing uh, right. sort of things just uh, things like that but online I mean at the time uh, you know you just again google it now you got YouTube videos and tons of great podcasts like this that you know are right. a good resource um, that wasn't really there but I just whoever was in front of me I would ask yeah Great, great advice there. Um, I'm thinking about, you said you started on Etsy, and I've just been seeing, yeah. you know, trends with Etsy. They're doing sure. some changes on their yeah. platform. Um, sure. Are you guys still on Etsy? We are or? still on. So I, I have a few, one business turned into another business. Right. I, I technically have about four different entities that I operate, um, which seems weird when, you know, again, starting, you know, housewares and graphic design, but um we sell a lot of customized, right. uh, personalized products on Etsy. We started with the apron on Etsy. So we've been on it since about 2009, 2010. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it definitely changes, but it's a great platform to get something on, to get familiar with. And that, that's my point. When yeah. you're starting out these small businesses, Etsy is really a, Etsy is a lot great. the starting point yeah. for them to grow. Right. It was eBay. We did a little bit of eBay, but at the time, to me, eBay was less... Um, uh, I don't know, less personal. Right. You know, Etsy definitely has that more uh, small startup kind of connection. It feels People like feel business. better buying it from you right. as opposed to, you know, right. uh, is right. this a used thing I'm getting on eBay? So Etsy's a great platform to get started. You know, versus the other two uh, uh, entrepreneurs yeah. that, that are here at the, the conference, yeah. you, as you've pointed out, you do have a little bit of a history. I do. Yep. Uh, with, with your product and your, your business. So I'm you, surprised about it, too. I yeah. mean, I, I would never <laughs> think for 12 years, you know, selling parchment paper. 
stickers and and dessert displays. But uh, it, yeah, I'll I'll go with the ride for the ride. <laughs> well, so because of that history yeah. and because of that longevity and you know, in this entrepreneurial space, you have the luxury of, uh, kind of looking back and, yeah. and understanding, uh, that, that your pathway, I mean, what, what would you do different now that you have a little, uh, perspective, uh, uh on this entrepreneurship, uh, definitely journey? get other people, uh, on staff, you know, and, and helping you cause you end up and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I work in the business and not on the business. Yeah. And that's, you know, a huge, yeah. um, we, I, I use that, that saying quite often. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big sale. That's just kind of holding you back a little bit from really, you know, making the moves and, and, and doing, you know, accomplishing your, your goal sets, uh, your goal lists and, and, and actually performing well because you're having wise. to devote the time because to you're working. doing it. Correct. Right. Yeah. So early, I wish I did that a little bit earlier on. Um, I wasn't, you know, social media obviously is a great driving tool for sales. Um, you know, our, our demographics is a little bit different. Um, you know, parchment paper is, is not like a cool, trendy, you know, sort of thing. It's a home essential. You know, like how excited do you get about tinfoil? You know what I mean? It's, but it's an essential and th- right. there's, there's, it's not very cyclical. You know, it's a good thing for longevity, uh, a, a, a basic product to say. Um, so, yeah. Just on the topic of, of advertising yeah. platforms, I know um, you guys do quite a few YouTube videos as well. Would you say that that's a pretty um, strong uh, I platform get, for your if, business? Or um, Again, you know, our, a lot of our demographics, especially, you know, it's 45 and plus is like our core. They're not totally on there, um, you know, browsing on their phones. Um, for us, print media is actually great. You know, a okay. lot of people say... You know, print's dead, print's dead. But there's a lot of a lot of women buying magazines on the way out of the grocery store. I couldn't um, agree with that statement more. You know, so for us, and it, it, the cost is the the cost of benefit is is better for us. It gets really expensive to sell a five dollar pack of parchment paper online. You know, there's just a, a lot of fees and and everything just keeps going up. So for us, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, there's a new set of influencers coming out right but we get wary of those so but we, we we're a little more traditional uh, it's a, a traditional product uh, and usually traditional advertising has has been helpful for us you know that takes me to um you know one of the things that we've been doing when when, when we talk to entrepreneurs we talk to them about their particular product yep. the process of getting that product out and everything else um but we don't tend to ask too many questions about the future. Sure. Um, are you thinking about that and, and, and the next, either the next products or, or taking your scaling up? You know, yeah. Your so um, for us, our, you know, we, we had a tough time with COVID and retail. You know, sure. our, our parchment paper was very much a retail play. So we had to kind of change a little bit on that. So um, right now, the, the focus is still exploring all the other different markets for the SKUs that we currently have because right. uh, you get so stuck uh, at least for us like oh this has been working well let's you know let's continue with it until it dries out which is like the wrong time to start making changes mm-hmm. um, so you know we sell a lot to like commercial kitchens we do a lot of custom stuff for industries that you wouldn't really think would be a good outlet for us so like um, commissaries um, you know uh 
uh, I don't want to say some of the some other industries that uh, anything that goes on a pan, you know, would, sure. can need a liner. Sure. So, um, and I didn't realize how many people are using this, even like food kits. So right. we have like frozen food customers who we make custom sizes for them and they include it in their kits in the frozen, you know, fish lunches. And I'm like, that's so random. Like I wouldn't even think about that, but, right. um, they're so, so we, we, our future is markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're working on some new materials that are used for the parchment papers. Uh, it's very basic. It's been around for, you know, hundred whatever years. Um, so there, there's some nice, you know, eco-friendly options and uh, a little more compostable stuff that we're trying to innovate. I don't want to say innovate, but introduce to the market um, right. materials that are used for other industries and stuff sure. that we're converting. You know, to. it's um, it's um, interesting. So uh, you know, of course, you've been on Shark Tank and yep. everything else, and you've got that big buzz and everything else. Sure. And suddenly now, as you get older in your business yeah. that seems to sit a bit you know of course that's your history right, right? but right. but now it's like okay now I'm a real business well and, it's funny and, you say that cuz we we <coughs> not quickly but within a couple of years started trying to legitimize ourselves without the shark tank you know ripple effect uh, which is great to ride for a while but then you got to be like okay you're not just you know the next you know facebook YouTube, Instagram thing. Like, we wanted to show that we were sustainable as a company. Um, so when you started doing trade shows, of course, at first, like, I've seen a Shark Tank. Ask me about Shark Tank. Let's talk about the episode. We're showing the episode at the booth. Uh, and then it's like, okay, we're just, we're, we're a core company. People know us now. And, and you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's is, a great story. It's the yeah, great story Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Sell your story, sell the story, and the, the product will sell itself afterwards. So. But I think, and I think there's, I think to your point, Dr. Ricardo, which is, which is a great question. I mean, I think at some point, like, like you're saying, um, uh, that, that you do have to kind of move beyond that because you have to sure. keep innovating. Yeah. yeah right. that, that's really the next challenge right. for, for a company like the Smart Baker. What is the next, what, what right. is the next thing? Yeah. And, right. and I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's just, it's where we are, but we don't like to force anything because i feel like if you're forcing it you're doing it just because you're told you're supposed to do it like we don't introduce a ton of products that often um we try to do what we're doing well um be the name and the brand associated with you know the the quality product and then you know let it naturally happen sort of like it did in the beginning you know let us solve a problem instead of Pretending there's a problem that needs solving. Oh uh, no, I love I love that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we again we teach our entrepreneurship students. We don't want to waste our time, effort, and money. Um, right. You know, building a product or service that no one wants. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could right. we could stick our name on spatulas and measuring spoons and cake pans, but like right. it, it's it's all well and good. It might increase your you know average order value online, but it, it doesn't really for us. It's we want to solve a problem. Right. Um, right. You know, or have that. Oh, this is a great little tool to have, yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Um, well, as always, uh, our our last question for for successful entrepreneurs like yourself is: uh, Dr. Ricardo teaches students every day. I teach them every now and again. Uh, Katie works with students every day. I mean, what's uh, What's the advice? Uh, what do you tell that aspiring well, student you entrepreneur? Know, you, you said the key word, you know, successful. Uh, and what I'd like to usually tell people is have a definition of what your success is. For me, 
I don't want to be this huge multi-million dollar, $10 million, $20 million company that's I'm so strung out, you know, I'm stressed out, I'm gray early. Um, you may be the only guy who doesn't know, want that, so but that's okay, Daniel. It's fine. You know, I've been doing it for 13, 14 years, uh, you know, f- f- pretty much when I got out of school in, in 2003, so, um, or even before that. But my definition of success is, you know, I'm lucky enough. My daughter's here with us. My wife's here. Uh, I have a newborn at home. Um, you know, for the past four years, when we had our first daughter, um, I wanted to be there. And you know, right. not that I want to rag on my dad, but he worked really hard. You know, they they grew a huge business. We saw him maybe in the morning and maybe at dinner. Um, you know. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be present. You hear mental health is like a huge issue. I didn't want to fall into any of these big pitfalls that happens with entrepreneurship and stress and working 80 hours. I did it. I've done it, you know, long nights, late nights, 18 hour days, like it's mixed in there. But I, my level of success or my definition of success is, is having a great work-life balance and and being present. Um, so that, that's, uh, don't think don't word. think it's money. You know, right. money's great. It, it'll it'll come if you you know you put it in the work, but um, don't don't kill yourself over it. And I love that keyword being being present. I think that yeah. is the shift in workplace sure. culture. Sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, you see it now, that. and yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, Daniel, again, I, I can't uh, can't say it enough. Uh, incredible work. You and Thank your you. wife have done great work. Appreciate uh, it. Creative thinkers and uh, innovative thinkers, and and. Um, your children, uh, they will be blessed to have uh, parents that are that are yeah, present. Yeah, so, I appreciate uh, it. Good for you. Um, it is uh, Daniel Baker. Uh, Daniel uh, ba- Daniel Baker. <laughs> I've created That's a whole lot. Baker. <laughs> I love it. That's right. Yeah. It is uh, Daniel uh, Rinsing, uh, the smart baker. The smart baker. And uh, listen, Daniel, uh, congratulations. Great work. Thank uh, you. Continued success. I appreciate it. Uh, it is Small Biz Florida coming to you from the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference right here in Kissimmee, Florida, uh, at the beautiful JW Marriott. Got our good friend and co-host, Dr. Ricardo. Thanks again, Dr. Ricardo. And uh, got our executive producer, Katie Muldoon. Thanks, Katie, for sitting in with us on uh, on this segment. And uh, stay tuned. There is more to come uh, from the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.